Welcome again to the That's My Dad podcast. I'm Scott Hilton. Got my buddy Jeff Wall in the studio with me. This is a, a uh, wow, this is interesting because we set out, Jeff, to do 50 interviews, 50 podcasts. You're number 49. Awesome. And, and it's fitting. We've been friends since ninth grade. You've got quite a story, and I had a purpose. And, you know, I, I didn't bring on all my friends. I know some people think I, I only had three or four and I brought them all, but <laughs> – I didn't bring on all my friends, but I brought on the guys who I felt like really had a, a unique story, and you've got a really unique story, and it's, it's something I think will help a lot of people. And uh, the the 50th interview is going to be a little different. We're going to kind of be a, a recap. So this is the last actual interview, and it's fitting that uh, I'll bring on somebody that I'm really close to. So, Jeff, you had quite an interesting story. You're one of eight kids. Uh-huh. Number six of eight. Yeah, we met when we were in the ninth grade, and I did not realize what you had just gone through when we we met. So let me just just take us back to your childhood and walk me through that process. Okay, well, apparently when I was young, I always I would take mom out of the bed and and sleep with him. So I mean, me and my dad was pretty close. Uh, I felt like me and him had a special relationship. When he started driving a truck, he would um, like go to Chattanooga, Mississippi, you know, different places like that, delivering parts. And on Saturdays, a lot of Saturdays, or during the summer, I'd, I'd ride with him. Uh, so, I mean, I felt pretty special to him. And you guys had a pretty normal family. You played Little League ball. Yeah. There's an interesting story, too, I want us to tell about the uh, about Little League, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But you had a you had a pretty normal life. Your dad worked. Your your mom took yeah. care of y'all. You had a, a close family, and then uh, things kind of fell apart in the ninth grade. Tell us what happened. Well, uh, when my dad started having chest pains, and uh, he had a massive heart attack, and he was unable to work. So then we had to move from where we were living at. Moved over to Emma Sanson Projects. Uh, and he, his conditions just steadily started getting worse. And then he had a massive heart attack, went back into the hospital, stayed in there for a while, then had a blood clot, and then he passed. I was at the hospital when he passed. And that that's one of the issues that I've had hard for a long time because – me and mother went in. Me and mother was the last two to see him, and we went in there, and you know I was sixteen years old, and you know I told him bye and everything. You know we we had to leave. He said I loved you. Well, normally I tell him I you know love him back, but I didn't this time, and that was the last time I saw him. Mm. And then you didn't, you weren't expecting him to. No, no, be, dad was dad was strong. Dad was a mule. You know he was. No, I didn't. He just survived. Massive heart attacks, you know. I thought he was indestructible. Yeah. So you thought this, I'll just come back. I'll come back next time I see him. And then I believe you're, I remember you telling me that at the funeral home it took you. Oh, God. Tell us about that experience. Well, uh, I was with my Uncle Rudolph. He was was walking us down the hall. And I was like, yeah, I got this. I got this, you know. Tough 16-year-old. And I rounded the corner. I saw the, the flag. Draping the casket, and I broke down. I 
I couldn't I couldn't go up there. It took me three hours to go up there and see him in the casket. Yeah, he he was in the navy. So yeah, he had was a, in the had, navy. Had, so, had yeah. a military funeral. And I had a dream the night before that he had a pulse in his on his wrist. So by the time I went up there, so I checked. I, you know, I stuck my hand in there on it just to see. You know. Well, what can you describe what that's like for a sixteen-year-old kid to oh, it's hard to have to go through? I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I but you know, like I said, I had eight or six, seven siblings, siblings. So they, you know, we bonded. You know, stuck together. But losing dad was that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Have you ever wondered what your life would have been like had he had he lived? Had, mm. would, it, would it have been different? I don't know that it would have been different. I mean, dad was dad was hard growing up. I'll say he was the perfect dad, but he was somewhat of a provider. But you know, he was he was hard. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a perfect home. No, no. But, but I means. know. That. And then y'all, when we met, you were living in the the housing project, yeah. public housing projects. I, I guess I'd forgotten <laughs> until we did the yeah. podcast how much time I spent in, in the projects because I remember being over there. What was it like in those coming? Three or four years to to have to well for, first of all you didn't tell anybody no 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 actually I, was, I ain't gonna say I got in trouble but Miss Watkins pulled me off to the side when I come back to school and told me that I should have told somebody but I didn't know what the protocol was yeah so so he you were at the hospital he died mm-hmm. you went back to school and nobody knew I went back to, I stayed out about four or five days then I went back to school yeah. Yeah. Then they wanted to know why I was out of school. I told them. Yeah, and not, not you didn't even tell your friends. Mm-mm. I didn't even know. But to be honest with you, I I never never met your dad. Yeah. Because he was sick the whole time. Yeah. And when he died, you didn't even tell me. <laughs> what What was up with that? Do you what What was going on? Was well, I didn't I didn't I didn't know what the protocol was to on a situation like that because he was actually the he was the first. Family member I had that died. I mean, my grandmothers, they were all living. He was the first person that I knew that died. Yeah. But your dad. protocol was. Your dad, uh, I want to get back to that story. When you were playing Little League, <laughs> he uh, he was a defender yeah. of you. Tell us that he story of what, yeah. what happened there in the, the Little League. Well, when I played Little League, you know, you have to sign those contracts. And apparently those contracts are legit. And uh, – I was having a – we had a practice game before the season started, and I had a terrible practice. I mean, I couldn't catch anything on third. I couldn't hit anything. And one of the assistant coaches got mad at me, and he said, you ought to just go play for Woods Brothers. Well, that ticked me off. You know? It was another team. Yeah, another team. And I said, all right. So, me and Craig, I told, went home, told Daddy what he said, and the uh, next day Daddy took us up there to Woods Brothers and – Told Mr. Bailey, said, hey, they don't want Jeff to play over there. Can he play here? Mr. Bailey said, heck, yeah. So I started practicing with them a couple of days. And there's a big stink up at the Little League. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a meeting, had the president of the league up there and different coaches that come up there. And they was uh, discussing the situation about, you know, well, he signed a contract. This contract, he's supposed to play with this team. And 
And Dad said something about the coach, about the, he didn't think that he ought to be coaching the Little League. And he got up. <laughs> <laughs> he got up to, I guess, defend himself. But he attacked my dad, and Dad took him out. <laughs> yeah, I remember you that. Know. So your dad kind of stood up for you yeah. is what what he was doing. Yeah. I, that's my whole point why I wanted you to tell the yeah, story. You, your dad was a defender of his kids. And you, and you told me something I remember that he would take you on those truck rides and y'all would stop and buy a loaf of bread. And loaf of bread and ham and cheese. Some ham and cheese. Ham and cheese loaf, Isn't it yeah. funny the things you remember? Yeah. That so, so simple. With eight kids, it wasn't like y'all had a whole lot of money. Right. So I don't think y'all went to Disney World no, very no. often, did you? I had never – First time I went to Panama City, uh, my sister Sharon took me. It was at graduation. Yeah, and high been, school graduation. Yeah. But y'all were a pretty happy family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we had our issues, you know. Dad, I, you know, he, I would say he's an alcoholic, you know. Uh, I ain't going to say it was the perfect world, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he was a provider, you know. And he did take time with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he worked a lot, you know. Yeah. So So what? He went to all our games and stuff like that. You know, mother and daddy went to all our games. So they were supportive. He he had his issues. And I think that's a message because there's a lot of families out there that like that. You know, they don't have their they don't have their act completely together. We've had a lot of guys on the podcast that just been like the perfect little family. But the point that I'm getting to is you came up in a situation where your dad wasn't an alcoholic, but he, he cared about you and he loved you and y'all, yeah, y'all yeah. weren't, y'all weren't abused. He, he spent some time with you. Yeah. But all that being said, you turned out to be a great dad for your two kids and your dad instilled that. Yeah. And you to- told you that I've, that's something I've always noticed about you. You also made a comment that I heard one time. We're going to talk about your kids in a minute. But you said the difference between people who make good dads and the ones that don't make good dads is one thing, selfishness. Uh, yeah. Well, tell us about well, that. Well, if you're selfish, it's a me, I. You know, if you're selfish, you feel like you have to make sacrifices to do things. So you have two very well-adjusted, responsible adult children now. I, I think so. And who who really think highly of you. And I think the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you did have a rough time coming up. Uh, you did, you know, there were some issues at home, and then your dad did die, and, you, mm-hmm. and then you had to live without a dad, and then you had, y'all didn't have a whole lot materially. But somewhere along the line, you figured out how to be a, a great dad for your kids. So was there a point in time that you think that happened, or did it, did it just evolve, or how, how did you roll into that? Uh, well, I think it just evolved. I mean, once again, it's choices. If 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 you was raised in a bad situation, had abusive parents, uh, and you, and once you have your kids, or you're thinking on having kids. If you thought the situation you was in was bad, then you should know how to avoid it. Mm-hmm. You know. So, tell us about your kids first of all. Well, Savannah's thirty-one, thirty. Uh, she's a nurse. I think she's an outstanding nurse. She's she works with hospice. 
she has a caring heart. So I think that's a calling. Mm-hmm. And she she's very well at it. Uh, Scott's uh, he's already went through his second year with the at Jacksonville State with the Marching Southerners. Very musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Very well. <clears throat> uh, they were both different raising. I had to eat a lot of crow when he was raising Savannah with some friends of ours. They had two boys, Bob and Tammy. They had two boys, and and Savannah. I'd snap my finger and get her in line, and they'd be, you know, a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. And I said, they said, well, the boys are different. I said, no, it ain't just you're raising. You just got to blah blah blah. You know, you just got to do this. You got to do that. And they said, no, boys are different. I said, no, they ain't. Well, well then Scott was born. I had and to eat them words. You had, had to, to find out. To them. Yeah, they are different. Different approach. Yeah, Scott is a. Um, He's a musician, singer, and was a drum major in high school. Yeah, in Southside, yeah. At the, the local high school. And you never missed a game, I don't believe. No, no, I, no. Because uh, I was able to retire early from Honda his his junior year. And I didn't miss none of his senior year. I had to miss a few his junior year. That's because, you know, working, whatever. But his senior year, I got to see his all of his senior year. Yeah, and you had to give up something to be able to do that. Uh, I think Honda offered you some kind of deal if you would stay yeah. on, and, and you said, "No, I'm not going to miss my kids' ball games." Yeah, yeah. He was the drum major. Yeah, and so you gave up a pretty big financial package to be able to to do that. Is, and that goes back to the thing you said about you can't be selfish. Yeah, and raising your kids. So for that young young guy who's just lost his dad. You would say it's going to be tough. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, You just uh, give it time. You'll hurt. You'll cry. uh, But then, then, then you'll you'll start remembering things. Then you'll have the good memories and all the bad. A lot of the bad things will go away. But uh, then you'll be able to talk about them. Yeah, so time does help. Time, yeah, time heals. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're, you're still. The pain doesn't go away. No, you still no, miss no. Your dad. I, I miss them. I, I think about my mother and dad every day. The only, like I said, the only regret that I have is when he told me he loved me and I didn't tell him I loved him back. Wow. That, that, and I think you was the, probably the first one I ever told that to. Yeah, I remember that. So, what do you think, you and Sheila? You've been married thirty years. Thirty two. Fixing to be thirty three. 33 years to the same woman. Yes. That's unusual. That's good. What do you think y'all have done right to to raise the kids that have turned out like your kids have turned out? Well, we've disciplined, you know. But I have learned you don't discipline when you're angry. Explain to them the, the reason you're disciplined. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then you have to fulfill your discipline. You have to d- do the discipline. Uh She's she's uh, Sheila was very good at making sure they did their schoolwork. You know, she's where they she's the reason that where they are now on their schoolwork. Because if if it would have been up to me, I'd be like, well, you had a project to do, you should have done it. <laughs> you know, she was she was on them about the project. You got to get this done. You got to get this done. Uh, yeah, and so you so is it really complicated to be a good dad? I don't I don't think so. 
I if you if you assume I'm a good dad, I mean I'm. I, I think you are. I mean I, I've watched you. Yeah. I just you can't like I said you can't be selfish. I wouldn't have invited you to be on my podcast if I didn't think you were uh, a good dad. I mean if you're if if you're a selfish person, if you're a me I person, then it's going to be tough for you. So it's really just as simple as that. That's the way I've always looked at it. I mean, you got to provide for your family. I mean, I mean, that's a big step to be a mom or be a dad. And you have to be a provider, a protector, uh, educator. You know, uh, I don't know that I've taught them anything special. I've just taught them life, taught them life. You know. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to them much about your upbringing and things you went through? No, not a lot. No. Yeah, I'm just just curious. No. So, is there anything that's that they're going to learn from from this interview that they didn't know? You think that happens sometimes? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there may be. A, they, I might get some questions asked. Yeah, about, they may not have known what yeah. you went through as a yeah, kid. I mean, I mean, but I'll tell them. You know. Yeah. What would you want your kids to say about you when you're gone? Uh. That I was a provider. That I was. Uh, I wasn't hard on them, but I was a disciplinarian. Uh, that I loved them. That they knew I loved them. What is the the best way to show your kids you love them? Tell them. I mean, I I get off the phone. I don't care if I've talked to them ten times a day. Love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't going to do that again. Yeah. Wow. Now, here's a guy. You're you're kind of what we call a flip a script flipper. A guy who uh, his dad had alcohol issues. Although, I'm going to say it sounds like he, he he managed a little better than a lot of them do. Yeah. Um, large family. Y'all were poor. Mm-hmm. I know you've never said you were poor, and you would, you don't want me to say you were poor, but you didn't. You've never made that an issue. No, I mean, as long as I'm able to eat, I'm good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, y'all, there's eighty y'all, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. You grew up in the public housing, and yet you've figured out a way to turn things around. You've got a daughter that's a nurse. You got a son that's going to be a, a band director one day. And uh, both very successful. And I, when I say successful, not just career-wise, but in the way they handle themselves, the, the people they are, the way they treat people. Yeah. And, Jeff, you've always treated people kindly. Uh, I know anytime we've gone out to eat, people always come over and talk to you. And you've always treated people with respect. I think that's important. That's You've modeled that for your kids, and they've they've taken and done that themselves. So I think I think your story is something that there's a there's a kid out there that needs to see you and they need to see that uh, it can be turned around. Yeah, you know you can turn it around and you can have a good life and uh, just you just can't be selfish. It's choices. It's all about your choices, choices that yeah. you make. Yeah. Well, we've got a a little video from you from your kids. We want to oh, share this with you as we close. 
make me cry. Hey, Dad. We just want to make this video to tell you how much we are blessed to have you as our dad. Uh, one thing that I'm grateful for is uh, how much you have sacrificed for the both of us, even uh, for whether that be taking off work or even having to miss some stuff because we were low on money or that you needed to really work. And we love you. And uh, one of my one of my favorite memories that we've had was when we were at in Panama City and we took the the banana boat ride oh. and how <laughs> how you had fell off the seat and you were just, you were struggling to <laughs> to stay on to stay on the stay on board and <laughs> I was trying to flag down the jet skier and uh we he just said just stay down there you'll be, you'll be fine and mama was just laughing on back on shore and we were we were waddling getting back to our canopy but maybe a horrible day for you it was a horrible day for you but it was it was it was a pretty funny looking back on it um i'm thankful for all the times that you were just there in my life um all the things that you anytime i look back on i just you're there um whether you had to take off work i remember you'd always get our band schedules and look and see what day and what shift you were on so that if you had to work take off work you could put in pto time um and that always means a lot to me um, we'll just thank you for everything that you do now and that you're always there for us even today when I'm married and have my own family and I just want to thank you for all that you've done in my life. I love you. Love you, Dad. So, so, so coming out of the situation you came out of, you've never made a big deal of it. I'm probably making a bigger deal of it than it, than you would like to. But how does it feel to know that you've 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 came out of a situation that could have been it would have messed a lot of people up, and you've done things right. You've not been selfish, and to have these kids now as adults to look at you and say, "Hey, Dad, we love you, appreciate you. We've recognized everything you've done." Is it worth it? Has it been worth it to you? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm very proud of my kids. I mean, man, I think me and Sheila's done. I mean, they're very successful. Extremely proud of them. Yeah, and and that's why I wanted to have you on because it just shows that parenting, and I think this would summarize the whole thing. Being a dad is not complicated. No. And and regardless of where you came from, what you've been through, if if you're just not selfish, and you're just willing to to make some sacrifices for your kids and just love them. Uh, I think that's one of the greatest things your dad taught you is you're not any better than anybody else, but no. nobody else is better than you no, either. Nobody, and I've, I've instilled that into my children. One last thing. What would you what would you say to your dad? Oh, love you. That's the first thing i tell him. Because I didn't get to tell him that before he passed. Mm. Wow. Well, thanks for being on. Well, no problem, brother. It's going to inspire somebody. Wow, it's... It's time to end the the final interview of the season, guys. It's next next week we've got a special thing coming up. But you know, one of the things that uh, I was thinking about in preparation for next week 
is one of the things we're going to talk about is the impressions that I've gotten from interviewing 50 people now. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I got that I got from you tonight that I've gotten from everybody is being a dad is not hard. It's not complicated. It's something that anybody can do. And just like you said, it's a matter of choice. So I think if we can say anything to the young guys out there, make a choice to be like Jeff, just make a choice and you can do it. It's not complicated over and over and over. The guys have told me this is not a complicated thing to to be a great dad. It's not complicated. So I think that's a, that's a good summary of, of your life. And I appreciate what you've done. Thanks for coming on. That'll conclude this episode of that's my dad, where we're inspiring Uh, fathers to be great dads and we're breaking cycles of generational fatherlessness see you next week